This episode of Industry Focus is supported by NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com. This episode was pre-recorded on, on November 7th. Please be aware that some facts may have changed. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, and this is part one of our discussion on the Next Era Energy family of companies. I'm your host, Nick Seipel, and today I'm joined by Motley Fool contributor Matt Delalo via Skype. How's it going, Matt? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, we're going to talk about Next Era Energy today. Uh, exciting company uh, when it comes to renewables, uh, the largest uh, utility in the country when it comes to wind and solar generation. Uh, you know, renewables are, are, are really hot when it comes to interest of folks. There's there's a lot of kind of top of mind when it comes to solving uh, carbon emissions and those sorts of things. But when it comes to the business of, of renewables, why is today uh, uh, such a great time to invest? The costs have come down so much. It's been really exciting to watch over the years how uh, you know renewables needed to have government subsidies to kind of like bridge the gap between the cost of that and natural gas and coal. However, now uh, the costs have come down so much as they've scaled that it's almost as competitive in a lot of places like wind, for example, that's um, right there with uh, you know natural gas and coal. So that's been so exciting to see is how much the costs have come down and they're coming down even further next era as we'll kind of get into i mean they're so big in this and they're they have their you know kind of finger on the pulse and they see it coming down you know even more so that it, this is be be like the de facto um source of energy going forward yeah when he talks to when he talks about the the cost of these inputs uh, to renewable energy. The prices have really come down. That's why Next Era Energy's CFO, Rebecca Kujawa, has said that this is the best uh, time for renewables development in the history of the company. Uh, in addition to falling costs when it comes to wind turbines and solar panels, another factor that, it, that has been really important is falling costs when it comes to battery storage for renewable energy production. Can you talk about how important that is to the renewable energy industry and then to Next Era Energy in particular, maybe? Yeah, so one of the issues that renewables have faced over the years is it's called intermittency. Uh, you know, the sun doesn't always shine, the wind doesn't always blow, and um, you know, obviously the sun's not there at night. So they it doesn't provide that what they call in the utility sector this base load power. What you know you get from a coal plant that's going to continually generate power um, day and night. So in order to offset that, there's a couple of ways they can go. They can build these what are called natural gas peaker plants, and that's to kind of fill in the gap. And they're more expensive, you know, because you have to build this whole plant to fill in the gap. Um, the other option is energy storage. So you think about, you know, your battery for, you know, flashlight, whatever. It's energy that's stored in there. To scale that up to do a utility scale is very expensive. However, um, there's been so much progress uh, with like what Tesla's doing with batteries and just scaling batteries uh, that the costs have come down so much so that NextEra is putting them on 50% of their wind or 50% of their solar projects this year, which is incredible because they used to, you know, didn't do any. And they see the costs of this coming down so much so that probably by 2023, 2024, it'll be cheaper uh, to have like a solar plus uh, energy storage than it will be for coal, nuclear, and even the most uh, energy efficient natural gas plants. So it's just an incredible 
um, breakthrough that we're we're getting really a lot of it has to do with scale. There hasn't been a huge technology breakthrough, but just as they're building out the plants to build these, it, it just brought the cost down. Right. And I mean, a big part of, of pushing us to that scale has definitely been the subsidies that, that, have, that have pushed into this sector have really encouraged folks to invest. And as you mentioned, we've kind of hit this point uh, where, where the volumes are, are such that, uh, you know, costs are really starting to come down and, uh, and they're becoming economical, which creates an opportunity uh, uh, for, for utilities uh, like NextEra Energy. Um, on the back half of the show, we're going to dive a little bit into NextEra Energy's business and what opportunities it might give to you as, a, as an investor, particularly a dividend-focused investor. Uh, but first, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. It's just a big, inefficient mess, taking up too much time and too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. That's why we're introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash fool. That's netsuites.com slash fool to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. One more time, that's netsuite.com slash fool. All right, Matt, on the back half of the show, I want to dive in a little bit into Next Era Energy's business itself. Uh, there, there are a few kind of operating businesses under the Next Era Energy umbrella. Just first off, can you introduce those to us and kind of what they do from a high level? Yeah, so investors need to kind of think of this company as more like a holding company because they own, as you mentioned, there's two utilities. So utilities, you know, we're used to them. We pay our power bills, our, our electric, or our gas bills to them. So they own two of them in Florida. One's Florida Power and Light. That was like the Florida and Power and White's kind of what got Next Era started. That's you know one of the largest utilities in Florida. It um, you know so it gets it makes its money by distributing electric and gas to customers in that state. And with Florida being a growing state, it's a, a steadily growing business. So you know a really core business there. And then they just bought Golf Power, which is another Florida utility, kind of on the other side of the state uh, near Tampa. And it's very similar business regulated. This one tends to be more focused on um, your fossil fuels, a lot of natural gas, a lot of coal, actually. And so that's their two utilities. Then they have what's called Next Era Energy Resources. And so kind of when you think about Next Era, that's the business a lot of investors now think about because that's their it's called a competitive energy business. What they do is they develop wind turbine, wind farms, and solar projects that um, they'll sell the power to other utilities and other corporations. And so they get these fixed price power purchase agreements and they, they make steady income with that. So, you know, and then they've got some other little businesses on the side. Uh, but that's, you know, kind of like your your two main focuses there. You got your utilities and then your uh, competitive energy generated basis and really fits well together. It makes for a really good core energy company. Sure, and I guess uh, when he, when you're looking at the utility part of the business, they're actually selling the energy they produce to the end consumer. Whereas you look at that other part of the business, their their customers are more likely to be you know a utility that they're selling power to that will then sell that on uh, to the end, end consumer. Would that be a fair characterization, Matt? 
Yeah, definitely. That's what it is. Okay, cool. Let's talk about uh, the utilities part of the business first. Uh, you know, those. Uh, it's a regulated business, so it's a regulated monopoly. You've got a pretty reliable uh, customers. Folks aren't going to turn off their power anytime soon. But when we look at the renewable part of the business uh, that they're focusing on, particularly the Florida power and light side of the business on on wind and solar, just being in Florida, the geography they have there, how much bigger of an opportunity does does uh, does Florida Power and Light and Xero Energy have in the renewable space than may, than maybe uh, a utility that isn't located in such a sunny, warm part of the country might not uh, might not have? Yeah, I mean, being located in Sunshine State is definitely a competitive advantage if you're looking for solar, and they're really taking advantage of that. They they just put out what's called their 30 by 30 plan, which they want to install 30 million solar panels by 2030. It'll generate. Um, 10,000 uh, megawatts of incremental solar capacity. So it'll, it'll provide all this clean energy to Florida's grid. It, it'll help reduce emissions in the state. And based on where power prices are, it'll actually help reduce customer bills, especially as they, they added some of the energy stores that we mentioned. That'll reduce the need for these peaker plants. And so it's a really great opportunity for them to grow and take advantage of not only the sun, but there's still some subsidies that they can take advantage of and uh, falling costs. So, great opportunity for them. Sure. You've talked about how Florida is a growing state. One other thing to be concerned of, and management has called this out as a place where they're investing, is, hey, Florida's you know warm, sunny. It's also on the coast, which is where hurricanes hurricanes kind of affect this area. Uh, can you talk about you know how the business has has been investing to kind of manage that and how that factors into their long term plans? Yeah, so utilities are typically known as like the safest investments you can in, you know hold in your portfolio. They're typically you know retirees will hold a utility because they pay these steady dividends. However, as uh, investors unfortunately learn, utilities are not risk free. Uh, those who hold uh, P, um, Pacific Gas and Electric over there in California have learned with the wildfires that you know there's no risk-free investment in utilities, and that's the case here with uh, Next Era hurricanes. Especially, you know, we've seen with climate change concerns, hurricanes seem to be getting worse. They seem to be coming more often. So the company is really trying to hit this head on. They they want to invest three to four billion dollars over the next few years on storm hardening, and what that'll primarily be putting power lines underground so that they don't you know get knocked over by the wind. So they're trying to get ahead of this, but. It, you know, hurricanes are just so can be so devastating that a, a hurricane could hit them maybe a quarter or two. They might have to rebuild some things. So it, it's something to keep an eye on for investors. Yeah, one of those things to think about that you know, for some of these businesses, geography really can matter both on the plus and the minus side when it comes to things you need to be aware of uh, with the business. Kind of moving on to the next era, energy resources part of the business. That's where you see a lot more of, of this growth. Uh, I believe their most recent quarter they they grew twenty three. Uh, percent year over year. Uh, when you when you take a look at this business, it really seems to have been you know really starting to to, to take off. Uh, what are the biggest opportunities there for them, and and how are they you know going about pursuing that? Yeah, so they, this is their business where they they basically work with other utilities and other uh, corporations to build basically build to suit almost uh, a wind farm. Uh, so, for example, one of the interesting projects they're working on they announced earlier this year is with Portland General Electric, where they're doing wind plus solar plus storage. So it's going to be it's the first hybrid you know with resources that um, is out there. So. You know they're selling this power that they're going to produce from this to the 
uh, Portland Gas and Electric. So it's projects like those. And then, you know, they'll build wind farms for corporations that are backed by these long-term power purchase agreements. Same thing with solar. So they look to capitalize opportunities where customers want renewable energy and they're willing to pay um, for long-term contracts. Sure. And, you know, you bring all that together and you're really showing uh, on the financial side of the business uh, really strong performance uh, relative to the rest of the sector. Uh, the company expects to grow earnings at a 6 to 8% compound annual growth rate uh, and is calling for dividend increases of 12 to 14% uh, a year, at least through 2021. When you compare those numbers uh, to you know its peers in the utility sector, really attractive there, Matt. Yeah, it's really interesting to look at the numbers because, as I mentioned, Florida Power and or Nextstar is one of the largest utilities in the country. However, it's growing faster than a lot of its larger peers. So, two big ones that, that a lot of retiree type investors would probably look at is like a Duke or a Dominion. So, Duke, for example, is growing their earnings four to six percent per year through 2023 is what they're targeting. That would likely lead to similar growth rate in their four percent yielding dividend. Dominion, on the other hand, is looking at 5% per year through 2023. Um, and that's actually down from their initial view that it grows 6 to 8% per year. However, dividend growth there is only 2.5% per year. And a lot of that's because they have a, a larger payout ratio. So, you know, you have much slower growth from there, a little bit higher yields, uh, given that next area has 2.2% at the moment. Um, but you know that 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 growth is one of the reasons that has outperformed not only as utilities but a lot of the stocks in the S and P 500 over the years, and I think that's what's going to help it outperform its peers going forward. Yeah, another place you might want to compare Nextair Energy to the rest of the sector. We we talked about their their massive share of of renewable and the opportunity that gives for them as we move the grid more to to a renewable focused uh, you know energy production. Uh, Nextera, also relative to the rest of the sector, has way less of a representation in coal. Uh, can you talk about, does that create opportunities for Nextera and that they don't have to shut down these coal plants and invest in renewables because a large portion of their output already is in you know, where the market is going towards? How does that lack of presence in coal, at least relative to their competitors, differentiate Nextera? Yeah, it puts them at a, another, it's a competitive advantage that they have. They started the shift years and years ago, and so they're already ahead of the game. We see a lot of more coal-focused utilities, you know, putting out these bold plans, hey, we're going to be 0% uh, or net zero uh, for carbon emissions by 2050. And, you know, Nextair is way ahead of them in that. And so they they can focus their efforts on growing earnings, whereas a lot of these companies are focused on reducing carbon emissions first, and that you know should grow earnings. But and that's why you're getting this difference in growth rates. Like they're already way past that, so it really helps them going forward. Right, they just don't have the distractions of having of having to uh, to remake their entire their entire portfolio, which you know has right. to be attractive to you from a, from a management point of view. So I just ask you, Matt, you know, with with the advantages when it comes to the portfolio, with a faster growth rate, uh, located in a geography that has a lot of attractive characteristics when it comes to people moving there, when it comes to ability to to kind of capture renewables, why would I buy a utility that's not Nextera Energy today? I don't know. Um, I own Nextera Energy, and one of the reasons I do own it is because it really it helps me get that. Um, you kind of 
I have my money in it, so I'm really focused on what they're doing. So I'll force myself to read the conference call transcripts. Um, however, like we mentioned earlier, there's no business that doesn't have risks. And next era, they're investing a whole lot of money going forward uh, to build out their business. They're investing, like I mentioned, storm hardening, renewables. So that I think the biggest risk for them, and the reason I would, you know, investors should still be mindful of, um, you know, not over allocating or anything like that is they need a lot of money to do this. And with paying a growing dividend, that gets harder and harder. So I, I would keep an eye on how they're financing risk. And, you know, we're going to get into this in the second part of the show, Next Era Energy Partners. That's one of the ways that they, they finance their business. And that, you know, that's going to be a risk to watch as we'll see later. Yeah, so folks uh, that like this first part of the show, next week we'll have part two of our discussion of the Next Era Energy family of companies, where we'll be discussing Next Era Energy partners. Until then, Matt, thanks as always for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against the stocks discussed, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. Thanks to Austin Morgan for his work behind the glass. For Matt DeLalo, I'm Nick Seipel. Thanks for listening, and Fool on.